Right, friends, I mentioned about a 30-second video describing my life. Would somebody want to see it? Joan, are you still dubious that I can... All right, okay. All right, Paul, here's a 30-second video of my life summed up. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, isn't that beautiful? Anybody else can relate in any way possible to that? So when we've been talking about wisdom, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. Like, how many times have I come in my life, and I'm a God, like, it's been an SOS to God. God, I haven't listened to your wisdom. I've got myself stuck. It's an SOS. And God, in his kindness and his goodness, he pulls me out the ditch. And I'm like, God, you're amazing. Thank you. See ya. And within a matter of, like, moments, where am I? Back in the ditch. Again, on this pattern of SOS. And I just had a sense today, as we've been talking about wisdom, and Mer's done such a great job in the last couple of weeks, introducing us to wisdom. And we know that when we're talking about wisdom in the Bible, we're not just talking about good advice here. This wisdom, a heavenly wisdom, God's wisdom, is so much bigger than that. And each week we're only going to get glimpses into this heavenly wisdom. And kind of wisdom is, it's kind of like getting a window into how God sees things. It's getting a glimpse into like this much bigger story, a much bigger plan, much bigger, um, there's much more going on than meets the eye. And part of wisdom is beginning to listen to what we're listening to. And it's about watching what we're watching. So it's not about... Ah, God, you're my SOS. And I would even say it's not just about God being a GPS. So Because he's an SOS, God, I need you when I'm stuck. And he's a GPS when, God, I want to walk in your wisdom. And that's a key theme in the Bible. And somebody's going to be talking about that in weeks to come. And that's a beautiful, beautiful story there. And somebody's going to be talking about calling out the wisdom in other people. And how our words carry wisdom and can release wisdom as well. So I don't know about you, but I want to move in my life from an SOS. But I do also want to go to the GPS kind of thing with God, where he's leading my every steps. And that's part of it as well. But also it's part of it with the wisdom is taking a step back from that and saying, God, what's going on? How do you see the world? How do you see the structures? How do you see society and culture that we're in the middle of at the moment? And that's one of the reasons I brought my vice along. And I'm not boasting, but it's probably the best vice you'll ever meet. It weighs the weight of a small elephant. And the thing is about a vice is that you've just got to be careful that you get the right thing in there because you can lose fingers and noses and all sorts of stuff in there. But I love, I love my good vice. And um, 
This is my friend Potato. Yeah. Who's going to come off better? <laughs> the advice. Well, let me just um, check this. And you're right, Joshua. I could have brought a smaller one. So, I don't know how you feel right now in life. I don't know how you feel about trying to pursue God. Trying to pursue wholeness. Trying to pursue sweet relationships. Trying to stand up for God in a society that is going against everything that you're about. I don't know what it feels like in your place of context, your place of work, what it feels like when everybody's standing, you're bowing. And when everybody else is bowing, you're standing. It may feel a little bit like the pressures, the voices, the stuff around you is putting you in a vice and squeezing you and squeezing you and squeezing you. And it's squeezing out the life of you. It's squeezing out the joy in you. It's squeezing out the integrity of you. And it feels like you've forgotten who you are. And the world, the voices around you, are having more shaping influence on you than a loving Heavenly Father. So it's interesting this morning when Joan had that word about release. Part of what I would love to happen today is to release ourselves from some of the voices that have been chasing you. Some of the voices that have been chasing me. Because I think we've often, the reality is we've all listened to wisdom. The shaping influence is where does that wisdom come from? Because there's a worldly wisdom. And there's a heavenly wisdom as well. And I know, and I can testify about this. When I listen to worldly wisdom, wisdom that's not of the heavenly father, I go from ditch to ditch to ditch. But when I listen to godly, heavenly wisdom, I end up in a lush, green valley described in Psalm 23 got all the water I need. I've got all the meadow I need. Now, would you like to see another video of Stupid Sheep? Yeah, I know time is going, but um, when I saw this other video, can you, been saying, can you tell I've been looking on YouTube for Stupid Sheep? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's another video, and it's a bit hard to make out um, what is going on, but We'll have a look. And Paul, remember about stopping it before the bad language. This just about confirms how stupid sheep are. Thank you. Good timing. The sheep believe is a sheepdog behind them. And it, one of them won't stand still, so rest. And the guy was saying he's been doing this for hours. 
watching these sheep being chased around what they think is a sheepdog. But the reality is, it's a branch being attached to one of the sheep. And when I saw that, for me, this is what it looks like to have voices that are not of heaven to be suing us and chasing us down. Because voices like that exhaust us. The voices coming after you, after me, saying you're worthless, you're no good, you'll never be good enough, or perfectionism, or whatever those words are. Heavenly wisdom comes in, picks up the sheep, removes those words, and starts to write another story over the sheep. There's a beautiful bit in the Bible, and Mur referred to it the other week. My sheep, says the good shepherd, hear and know my voice. So there's an invitation this morning. As God, yes, lifts us out of the ditch, out of our folly, and folly is when we just don't listen to heaven's wisdom, puts us back into a right pasture, And then instead of being chased down by our past or words spoken over us, even from good, well-meaning people, he writes another story over us. And instead of having haunting words chasing us, he invites us forward to walk into all that he has for us. So before we go any further, I'd love us just to pause and reflect what some of those words have been. Just for yourself. What are some of those words have chased you down to the point of exhaustion? And you thought it was a sheepdog, turns out to be a branch. What are those words that have squeezed the life out of you? What are some of those systems that have squeezed the life out of you? You've got no freedom at all. Let's just take a moment to ponder that. There's a character in the Bible called Daniel. And Daniel was known for a few different things. Some of us will think of Daniel and will think of a lion's den. Some of us will think of Daniel and will have no idea who we're talking about. And some of us will think of a fiery furnace with his friends. One of them sounded like a bungalow. But this guy in the Bible, Daniel, was different. If you think of a monk living in a faraway place, all by himself, surrounded by no worldliness at all, that's the opposite of Daniel. Daniel was smack right in the middle of a culture that knew nothing and wanted to know nothing of a loving heavenly father. And Daniel found himself at the center of that story. But the remarkable thing about Daniel, as we listen to his story in the book of Daniel, is that he stood out. He stood out for a few different reasons. One of the ways he stood out was his wisdom. And one of the ways he stood out was his integrity as well. And I think when we think about Daniel, we know that the thing about Daniel is that he has made, uh, he's had conversations with God privately 
that has quite quickly had a show publicly. So there's a resolve that Daniel's made in his heart when nobody else was watching that made a huge impact when everybody was watching and all of the eyes were on him. And Daniel is that person who stood when everybody else bowed. He bowed when everybody stood. At one point, his life is threatened that if he prays. So Daniel, if you pray, you're going to end up in the lion's den. And you know what Daniel did? He just did what he did every day. He came before a loving heavenly father and he prayed three times a day. Because that's who he was. It's who God was. And that was a relationship he had with him. So nothing shifted on Daniel when the crowd was applauding him. Nothing shifted, prayed three times a day. When people told him not to, he just prayed three times a day. And nothing shifts for Daniel, no matter what is going on. Let me read to you from Daniel chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. This is kind of the story when we first hear a little bit about Daniel. Then the king ordered his chief of staff to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. So that's his story. He's known as a captive. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men. He said, make sure they're well-versed in every branch of learning, are gifted with knowledge and good judgment, and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. Then the king assigned them food, and he goes on to talk about that. But the interesting thing about Daniel is he didn't suddenly find himself in center stage limelight. Daniel had been putting in the work before he ever got to this situation. And I had a sense that there's some people, you've been pursuing God and nobody's watching. You've been pursuing integrity and character. You've been building things on the inner life like Mer was talking about. And this is part of what we're about, isn't it? We want it to be living from the inside out and not from the outside in. Because the outside in is our life then looks like what people are saying about us. What popular opinions about us. But the life of Daniel is a life lived inside out. And what does his inside out life look like? Well, we know he's got a pure and close relationship with a loving heavenly father. So Daniel was known for his integrity. He was known for his wisdom. And his inner life was marked by a close friendship with a father God. He lived an inside out life. And part of this is his posture. And as we were talking before about surrender, it's not built into our DNA today to surrender, is it? I've heard more about my rights than anything ever before in these last six months, I think. My rights, your rights, and how the the greatest sin in the world is to go against somebody else's rights. 
And I'm here in this moment, I want to declare to you the value and preciousness of each person. Oh, my word. We need to see people as the Heavenly Father sees them. And it's interesting with the Daniel story, and this is not for now, but the Daniel story is a part of a story that he gets to be able to honour how people are made in the image of God, so honour that part of a life and totally disagree. And I'm letting you know that it's possible to do that. The quick thing is to disagree and then get back in your compound as a church. And the early missionaries to Africa would have done that. They would have gone right in the context, build a compound, and grab people and get them in the compound. We are not about the compound living. We want to be engaged and connected with people. So it's okay to have friendships with people who disagree with you completely. And yet we can still call out the gold and what God sees in them. And Daniel's story is a story that is able to be God's man in a country that wants nothing to do with God. Now in chapter 2, verses 20, it says this. This is part of David's prayer. And somebody once said, if you want to know what's going on in a man's heart and a woman's heart, Listen to how they pray. And this is how David prays. Praise the name of God forever and ever. For he is all wisdom and power. He he controls the course of world events. And removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise. And knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in darkness, even though he's surrounded by light. I thank and praise you, God, of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. You have told me what we've asked for of you and revealed to us what the king has demanded. Now, part of what Daniel's talking about there is when the king was stuck with a dream that he didn't understand. And Daniel was called to the situation. And it was the prime setting for Daniel to really make a name for himself and to be seen like this. Like for his chin to go up, for his chest to be puffed out, and for people to start making, oh man, he was a social media influence's dream. In this moment, when he could have been like, okay, I've got the attention of everyone. Yeah, I'm a big deal. But what does Daniel do? Because he's a man of integrity and his character. He says, let me let you know. If you see any wisdom in me, I've got it from a heavenly father. So wisdom comes from a loving heavenly father. How do we get wisdom? Well, it starts on our knees. It starts with a postured heart that says, I no longer can make it alone. I need you. I need your insight. I need your revelation. I need your wisdom. So if you want to find a man or woman who's living a life of wisdom, check their knees. Check their knees. 
dirty knees often lead to a clean heart. And there's something about Daniel's life that feels for a long time hidden. And maybe that's what I was trying to say before. But I think there's some people in the room and you feel, Andy, you know what? I've been pursuing God, but I feel hidden. And you are not, like being shown off, being a show off is the last thing in your heart. If it's nothing up with your motives, I'm saying it's all good. But I do wonder, I do wonder if the Heavenly Father's hand has kind of been over you like this a little bit. And it's kind of been protecting you, nurturing you, shadowing you, sheltering you. But I just do wonder, as your heart has been pursuing him and pursuing wisdom, if he wants to do this a little bit and start showing you off more. Because your story matters. Your voice more than ever matters. Your story can lead to other stories. One of the most powerful things in the world today is a testimony of what God has done for you. And the enemy knows that and will do whatever he can to shut you up. Now listen, time has gone. So part of the frustration about wisdom, you think it's just like, oh, his wisdom, two or two is four. The thing about wisdom, it's a bit like going, I don't know, digging for diamonds maybe? And like we're scratching around and we find, oh, we find like a, a glimmer and we think, is that it? And we're like, no, that's a taste, there's something there. But we're just scratching the surface when it comes to wisdom. So I want to pray and hope, sorry, no, I want to pray, hold on. I think this part of wisdom is, is when we think, oh, he's wise, she's wise. We sometimes have a word, a bit boring. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're responsible. Like wisdom is connected to responsibility. Like, oh, it's a bit boring. But the story of Daniel, God blows that idea of, oh, sensible, responsible, boring, out of there. The man or the woman who pursues wisdom is someone that God is going to use to bring life to the city and in David's story to the whole country. And his integrity and his character changes the whole story of a king and the pauper in the story as well. And it's the last thing I'm going to say on wisdom. It's Daniel's first pursuit. His first concern was not wisdom. But his first concern, his first pursuit was God. And as we pursue God, we get wisdom. As we pursue him, we get his stuff that he has for us as well. So the picture this morning, moving from a ditch, life, from being rescued to rescue to rescue to rescue. And I think that's part of the thing of getting things broken. 
and not just been chased by a branch, but an invitation to walk with a loving Heavenly Father who has wisdom for us. And whatever situation you're in at the moment, it feels like a vice is pressing in on you, squeezing the very life of God out of you. The story of Daniel is a story of surrender, of bowed knee, and at times standing and saying, I love the Lord, and he loves me. Why don't we pray? Why don't you just take a moment in your own heart? And I don't know if your life has been ditch to ditch to ditch. Maybe it kind of feels right now that you're in a ditch and you haven't felt the good shepherd come to rescue you. Well, the message of Jesus is this. He would leave 99 sheep And go after the one. And I don't care if it feels like the one lost sheep. You're a wanted sheep. You are wanted. You are loved. And if you feel like you're in a ditch. Stuck in your sin. Stuck in a pattern without a loving heavenly father. Then on one sense. It's very easy. Your prayer is this. God, help. But he doesn't just want to get you out of a ditch. He wants to call you into a new life. A life of wisdom, of integrity, and character. Because we know him and pursue him. Father, for those of us who feel hidden... God, I pray in the right time that you'll open doors of influence. And I want to pray that you would prosper people in this room as they seek to prosper the city, as they seek to pursue you in every sphere of life. So we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Is there anybody has anything burning on your heart in regards to, not little talks or anything, but like any words of release or practical picture? I don't want to miss this moment. Okay. Well, what we're going to do, we've still got some more tea and coffee. Bless you. Next week is Scattered Sunday. This is when we open our homes up for waffles and whatever you want to do there. So bless you for that. So we'll see you back here in two weeks' time. But if anybody would like somebody to pray for them, then just come gather around the front or just turn to the person beside you and say, would you pray? Would you pray for me?